Hey everyone, welcome to Streams After Midnight. <laughs> I'm Peter and that is Tim. Mm -hmm. We talk about <laughs> horror movies. And this episode is Freddy's Dead. I'll stop. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. That is like <laughs> everyone's just crying and screaming for mercy. Uh, but yes, we talk about horror movies on this show, and uh, Tim's here. That's that's him over there. And it's October. It's the October thon. We're we're doing all these extra episodes. Um, no idea how many we've got yet because we're recording this way in advance. But <laughs> yeah. hopefully, tons, tons of them. Um, so we have been working our way through a bunch of franchises and obviously one of them is Nightmare on Elm Street which we started on the Octoberthon in 2017. It's been two years oh, and we're, we've just hit uh, number six here. Now the reason why that this one feels like it's taken a bit longer is because we had to make sure it stayed in sync with Friday the 13th so that when we get to Freddy vs Jason it's the right place for both of them but of course Friday the 13th has a couple of more movies so there had to be a couple of times where we did a Friday the 13th and not a Nightmare on Elm Street. And because of that, it's, it's you know, it's taken a while. Um, especially this year, because we ended up accidentally starting, uh, like, five more franchises. <laughs> so the, rot <laughs> the rotation's been taking longer, uh, as you could imagine. So, um, yeah, so this is number six. This is this is the one where they, they threw out the naming system and they said, no, it's not going to be called A Nightmare on Elm Street anymore. It's going to be called Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare, which notably they kind of did like a matching thing with Jason's Dead, The Final Friday. Like they slightly wanted both to have like this, which was weird because they just got the rights to Friday the 13th, like with that movie, yeah. like because it was Paramount <laughs> before, but that's, that's, that's a conversation for when we do that movie. But um, yeah, so... I was not looking forward to this one. This was definitely the one out of the franchise. With maybe the exception of the remake that I was uh, kind of dreading. Um, we'll start spoiler-free, of course, as we always do. We'll give you warning before we go into spoilers. And yeah, that's that's what we're going to do. So this came out in 1991, uh, two years after five. Uh, directed by Rachel Talele. And um, yeah, uh, initial thoughts, Tim. Well, first of all, I gotta say, uh, right now I feel like an Elm Street kid because I barely got any sleep this weekend. <laughs> uh, so I guess it, it is a little apt uh, that we're doing this while I'm very tired. Um, so weirdly enough, I feel like I've spent a lot of time with this movie lately just because um, uh, another horror podcast I listened to, uh, Halloweenies, just did uh, a big, you know, like two hour long <laughs> review of it. And then uh, actually yesterday I was at a friend's birthday party and I brought it up to uh, uh, you know, a friend of mine that was there. And then we actually ended up having a long conversation on it because he's actually a, uh, a fan of this movie, which I, I found surprising. But it was a – you know, we went into why and we had some interesting I, – I hope you I hope you'd been ex-friend now. Thank you very much. <laughs> he, he did have some, some interesting points. I'll, I'll give him that. But uh, – and, and you know, since it has been a while since we've done these movies, just to kind of recap. Like I am a huge, huge Fred head. I'm a big, big fan of the Nightmare on Elm Street series. It's my favorite, like, you know, horror franchise. Uh, you know, I say Evil Dead 2 is like my favorite horror movie, but Nightmare is like probably my favorite franchise uh, horror wise. And, you know, up until now, I, I think everything uh, I don't think they really had any misses. Like, you know, I like one. I like two. I like three. Um, some people say it dips after that, but I really like four. And I th still think five is pretty good. Uh 
and then this is just like a <laughs> you know just like a big 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 swing and a miss uh, yeah I, I, i'm not in the i've got the same chart as you do i, I you know one's a great <laughs> movie two is an interesting movie it's actually kind of enjoyable but it's not you yeah. know it's, it's kind of weird um yeah three is my favorite i love three um four to be fair before we did it going through this franchise and this was like a year ago now we did like four at this point um or close to it i i didn't remember thinking four was that good and i was actually pleasantly surprised that despite the fact that it does some things to piss me off at the start you know killing off characters from three and stuff like that that i actually oh this is actually kind of fun and kind of goofy and and in the right way um yeah I will fight you on five. I wasn't into five. I thought five, you know, crossed over the line into just I, kind of I, being bad. But yeah, like I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like of the of the first five, yeah, five is definitely the weakest. But I still think, uh, like I, I still like it, and I, I do think there are still like you know like fun kills and, and stuff in it. Um, you know, there's definitely you know weak parts to it, but I, I'll I'll still defend five. Uh. Yeah, this is <laughs> kind of hard. Here's, here's a bit of trivia for you, Tim. Do you happen to yeah. know off the top of your head, without without yeah. looking up, what the tagline on the poster for Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare is? Uh, not off the top of my head. Because I'm looking no. at it right now, and I just, okay. ca- I just caught it in the corner of my <clears> eye <throat> and thought, yeah. those, <laughs> those bastards... The tagline at the top of the poster reads, they saved the best for last. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's really not <laughs> accurate at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and uh, do you know originally who was supposed to write, well, well, I guess maybe not like technically this movie, but, you know, who was supposed to, uh, or who wrote the script for the six uh, Nightmare movie originally? I don't actually... Uh, Peter Jackson. Okay. Yeah, and uh, it's actually uh, it, it sounded like an interesting concept too. Like it was um, like a I, I don't know if the script is available to read anywhere because I've never actually seen people like post it, but I, I've heard people talk about the idea behind it, and which I guess uh, kind of the premise was going to be that like you know it was a uh, you know, like a couple of years, you know, into the future or whatever. And like Freddy was supposed to be kind of like a, a joke and a has been and like, you know, wasn't really able to kill people anymore. Cause he had just kind of gotten really weak and teenagers would actually like, uh, like take like sleeping drugs or whatever to fall asleep and then go and like beat them up and stuff. But then I guess, um, somehow he, he ends up like killing someone and then slowly starts to get his power back. So it, it sounded like an interesting uh, idea, but, um, they ended up scrapping that and then went with, um, uh, sorry, I forget her name, but, uh, this, uh, woman, I, I believe she like started off, uh, she, she's been in new line for like a long, long time. Uh, so like, I, I think, you know, might've like started off being like, a Rachel Talili. Yes. Okay. Um, who, yeah. who just done cry baby, um, went on to do tank girl and actually episodes of Sherlock, uh, Oh, uh, she's done episodes of Riverdale. Uh, she's done an episode of American Gods, an episode of uh, Doom Patrol, which is good. Episodes of The Flash, uh-huh. Supergirl. She's done a lot of TV: Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, Iron Fist, Doctor Who, Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> she's, yeah, she's she's been all over the TV 
space and then it's then oh, a bunch of stuff as well uh, beyond that yeah and uh, like I, you know i i don't want to uh you know uh like uh you know i, I don't want to be like too mean to her or, or something or anything because you know obviously like you know uh she'd been working at new line for a while and it's cool oh, that... hold on. Actually, just let me correct something she didn't direct cry baby she just produced it this was her first direct okay. directing gig i just want yeah. to correct that before you yeah, so it's so it's cool that you know she got the chance to do this, but it's just not the direction uh, that I really like. Um, you know, they they I think they they kind of call this like the MTV Freddy, where you know it's you know he's a pop culture thing now, and he's like you know showing up on like yo commercials and doing little talk show bits and stuff, and it's just like way over the top and jokey. Which you know we we kind of seen as we go throughout the movies, you know he gets a little bit more jokey in each one, uh, but you know it's still like feels like you know a little more subdued than the other ones and this is just like full-blown like looking at the camera making jokes and yeah. like doing well, really obvious parodies and i think the other big thing though along with the jokes is just how it's shot and because one of the big things that there's, there's two huge problems before you even get to like bad acting and you know characters and stuff like that i think the two big problems with this movie one of them is that there's just no atmosphere there's just no tone. Like, even when he got a bit goofier in some of the other movies, there was constant, like, oh, we're still going through dark boiler rooms. It still feels like we're st- he's yeah. a stalking slasher, you know, killer or whatever. This movie, like, I, there, there's a moment where when the main character, uh, Maggie, her name is a part, I, I, I legit do not recognize the name Maggie, but <laughs> apparently her name was Maggie. Yeah. Um, she, when she, like, runs into Freddy for the first time, the the shot that it happens in is literally a, a brightly lit shot. It's like it's in a room that's brightly lit. The camera just starts at his legs and sort of tilts up to get to his face, and he's just standing there as if it's nothing. There's no there's no big entrance. There's no big introduction. Um, it's just this like flat generic shot. And like you think of Freddy's introductions, and okay, the first time we see Freddy in this, yeah, it's over the top and ridiculous. But that's actually the other problem I have with this movie is that all the dream stuff, first of all, any, like, rules that existed before about what can happen, there's, there's moments in this movie where I'm not even sure where the dreams are started and ended because yeah. it, it just does these weird things. Like, apparently, Freddy can outright kidnap people now and they disappear from the world, and... That really bugged me, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we, we have uh, just weird murky rules that don't make any sense, uh, contradict previous movies... And, you know, the, the actual really? dreams themselves are so over the top, you know, instead of just doing the things that we had before where there was, like, slow, creepy builds, and I'm not saying there was no over-the-top dreams before, because the, the school bus one from 2 is pretty, like, big, and but that at least looked cool and felt hellish. This movie has people falling out of planes and, mm. um, you know, houses flying through the air, and, like, it just, I don't know, the, yeah. the, the tone, the 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 feeling of a nightmare on elm street is just gone it's just this weird this like every single dream in this felt less like a scene in a horror movie and more like a sketch where they had an idea for just that one thing and just wanted to do each of those things you know we want to do the video game one we want to do this one we want to do this one and so and so on uh i i will give it some credit uh there is actually one dream sequence that i really really like um but yeah, most of them uh, aren't that good. <laughs> and then like, I'm okay even with them kind of going like big and over the top. But like, yeah, it still has to be like, you know, you still want it to be kind of like, yeah, weird and creepy. Uh, yeah, it just gets to the point where it, it feels like, 
more like a you know roadrunner cartoon or something where it's like you know oh he's, he's falling uh yeah he's like falling from a plane now he's like inside a tornado now he's on the ground and a bus is coming <laughs> it's like all right yeah this is a, a little too much um so do you know what they say was um a big inspiration for this movie mm-hmm. which <laughs> uh they actually say uh like a lot of it was uh, inspired by twin peaks <laughs> There's a Twin Peaks reference in it, but here's yeah. the funny thing is though is that was a really like relative you know you know the reference to Twin Peaks at the time this this came out in 1991 Twin Peaks started I think in 1990 so this this is like a fresh yeah. like Twin Peaks is still a new thing at the time, and which I I think so because what they were saying is uh like I I think they kind of wanted to have um I I think part of the idea was. Let's see how, um, you know, Freddy's like affected like the real world. So that's why, you know, they have this like they, they show this town where like everyone has kind of just been driven insane uh, by Freddy. Yeah, which a, I think a, a town, by the way, that looks nothing like the town in the previous movie. Oh, yeah. Not at all. Yeah. Like <laughs> it feels like a weird uh, like uh like the like you know the original like towns just felt like you know just a normal suburban town but these feel like kind of weird like midwestern like folksy woodsy kind of place or something like i don't know yeah it feels uh, completely different and yeah uh, if they were trying to capture uh, any feeling of twin peaks it's not it's not there yeah. like it's so so what i will get like kind of give uh and, and again like i i think when i was watching this uh maybe it's because i had like you know kind of heard so much like stuff about it uh leading up to it that there was a a few things that i was maybe like appreciated a little bit more but it still is not like a good movie <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination uh and it's still especially like you know when if this is you know obviously you know didn't end up being the last one but if it is kind of like you know where the oh, franchi- franchise ends like we'll talk about the, the 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 demise of freddy and how it's basically <laughs> the weakest like demise of him in any of the movies and it's supposed yeah. to be the big final one that actually does him for good like yeah it's, it's so weak sauce yeah. absolutely baffling but, I, uh, there's a couple of actors just, in here we have to mention uh oh, sure. brecken meyer who I, I i knew his face i'm like who is this asshole and he's the main character from Rat Race and yeah. um, uh, Road Trip. Like that, I was like, oh, yeah. I know that dude's face. Yeah, and then like I think he's done like a bunch of like TV stuff yeah. now, and like he's uh, he's definitely a noticeable person. He, I think he, he's a little bit more known for like comedy stuff nowadays. Yeah. But uh, you got Yafet Koto, who of course was an alien. Uh, I don't so, know why he's slumming it in this movie, <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's not like I ever saw him in that much else after Alien, so I guess his career yeah. just never really. Uh, was that fruitful unfortunately um uh, yeah. he's just there reminding me of a better movie unfortunately yeah. um yeah i think it's a really rough yeah. time Roseanne I, and tom arnold oh yeah they've got cameos doesn't alice cooper have a cameo was that was alice cooper not oh, yeah. in the flashback yeah he's uh freddy's dad I, I think yeah yeah we'll get to that in spoilers properly but yeah so yeah. Roseanne Barr, of course i mean these i mean now especially this is like oh here we go yeah. <laughs> but um Johnny Depp's got a cameo. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, which is baffling because like he he didn't bother cameoing in the next one, which is the meta one with all the all the actors playing themselves. But he did show up yeah. for Freddy's Dead: The Final Nightmare. So weird. I know. It's so 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 bizarre. 
Um, yeah, just before we get into spoilers, I would just add that like the the characters are the worst this franchise has ever had, and the performances for most of them are absolutely dire. Uh, the the kickboxing girl, especially, I thought her delivery of almost every line was tedious. Um, yeah. Sometimes you could tell they dubbed their lines back in. Maybe they gave her like a second chance, and they just felt really weird and didn't work. And uh, yeah, it's. It's a shame. It's this weird thing where you want to do this big final movie, but it feels like they cheaped it out more than they ever did before. And yeah. So it's kind of bizarre. And like, a, a, and especially to it, it feels like kind of weirdly separated from the other movies because like the last three all felt really connected. You know, like they all yeah like uh kind of like had uh you know uh, like characters like from the previous movies and it felt like kind of like a, a natural continuing storyline this just kind of feels like yeah we just dropped everything and now and it feels like there's you know we're just going with characters just that, yeah i like, mean, have no connection or anything yeah really i mean really it was only two that felt separate before because one naturally yeah. leads to three three leads to four four leads to yeah. five even even if they're all a little bit forced in some ways uh especially like four and five where it feels like they're killing off half the characters that survive just so they can quickly yeah use their new characters but um yeah really, really unfortunate that they, they, they do that um yeah okay well let's talk about it let's, let's go spoilers let's do full spoilers okay. for freddy's dead final nightmare you've been warned so this movie actually also, gave me hope i want to tell you about how in the first minute it gave okay. me hope that it may actually be fun bad and not just terrible okay. and i've seen it before but it's well, been such a long time yeah yeah okay um but so it starts off on a plane and it obviously turns out to be a nightmare it's not real but uh this uh he's referred to as john doe because no one knows his name uh so john doe is on a plane and he's talking to the flight attendant and she doesn't let him move seat and he just mentions uh, to the person sitting next to him that he's afraid of heights so he's scared and this fat woman sitting next to him without skipping a beat just goes stop being a pussy and then just goes back to what she's doing (laughs) And that made me laugh. I was like, that was actually kind of funny. Like, <laughs> maybe maybe this won't be so bad. And then within seconds, he's falling through the sky. He he wakes up in like a bed in a house, but he's still dreaming. And Freddy becomes the wicked witch of the the West from Wizard of Oz yeah. and flies yeah. past the window. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a little too much. Like, I do kind of like the idea of like, uh, all right, yeah, he wakes up in his bed, you know, and he, and he thinks he's safe, and then like he looks out, and it's like, um, you know, he's still seeing that he's in a in the sky. Like, that's I think that's kind of a cool idea. But then once you bring, like, you know, Freddy in, into it as yeah, doing like a, a wicked witch kind of thing, that's like, all right, this is way too like over the line, and like. And I'm not necessarily against jokey Freddy. Like that could be fine, but like, yeah, you know, it, it's not like as long as if he's cracking jokes, but he's still being menacing, whatever. But this, it's just like, no, there's, you're not even trying to be like scary or intimidating. You're just like, I don't know, doing like a weird <laughs> pop culture reference. Hmm. Yeah, very odd. There's a, there's a lot of weird references. Now. Just just wait until we get to all the Nintendo stuff. Um, oh, God. <laughs> uh, but here's the weird thing. So there's a couple other moments during this. There's a, there's a scene where, or during this nightmare, where he actually, the, the, the kid rolls down the, a hill, and it lasts a long time where he's just rolling and tumbling down this hill. And he yeah. ends up in a bus, uh, and he ends up getting th- thrown through, like, 
like it's like it's like the world has like a, a glass screen and he goes through it and he's in daylight now and freddy's on the other side looking beyond and he's like right go get her for me and he's like and here's so this is where i'm confused is like this kid legit wakes up in the road here as if freddy has somehow actually transported him while he was sleeping yeah i i don't know <laughs> and we know that he's really woken up here because he's near this city because he's, he's there to find freddy's daughter which gets us into the yeah. sequelitis of this where it retcons all of this backstory stuff and now don't get me wrong the, the series has done this before to an extent you know three introduced a lot more stuff to the the backstory of freddy krueger but it yeah. it served a purpose because it was all about you know where his bones would be and all that kind of thing and it was it didn't contradict or feel like tacked on or whereas this feels squeezed in like when we oh, found yeah. when we found out how he was conceived it was all before the freddy that we'd heard about in yeah. the first movie this is saying no no he had all this other stuff going on whilst he was being this child killer yeah so uh, well two two things i, I want to bring up first um i don't know if i if they really do this that much in the other movies and maybe i just didn't notice it but what i find weird in this opening sequence is that you know the whole point with freddy and stuff is that he kills you in your dreams and you die in real life but in this he's doing stuff to this guy that should kill him but he doesn't die like when he gets hit like you know full-on by a bus like yeah he should be dead it, no right? it's, it's legit roadrunner physics like yeah. he he's allowed to throw him around in th ways that would absolutely destroy him but it doesn't kill him you're right but, but like and i feel and i don't know maybe there was like some stuff like that in, in the other movies uh but maybe you just don't notice it because it's yeah. just done a lot better but that really stood out to me in this where it's like okay why is he not dead right now but no as a cartoon you're right he gets hit by the bus and he's just like yeah. on the front of the bus with his arms like, yeah. sprawled out <laughs> it's a cartoon it is yeah <clears throat> uh okay so that, that's the first thing and so the second thing with these flashbacks so it feels like the movie is trying to uh you know, sell you this thing where, oh, like this kid is uh, the he's a uh, Freddy's son. And like that's, you know, and then like, you know, the big twist later on is like, oh, wait, no, Freddy didn't have a son. He had a daughter. And it feels like they're trying to set up that that big like swerve for you. But then right in the beginning here, they show you a flashback with like a little girl. So it's like, yeah, we know we, we know <laughs> she's yeah, a little girl. <laughs> we know the whole movie that it's a girl, that it's a daughter. Yeah. Um actually I actually skipped over the first thing I wanted to talk talk about, even before the opening scenes. Okay. Right? So the movie opens with a quote Oh, of, okay, I know what you're saying. Yeah. The the movie opens with a quote of Nietzsche, right? And that okay, that's fine. And then it jokingly goes to a quote of uh Freddy saying, Welcome yeah. to Prime Time, bitch. And I'm like, yeah. Okay, you know what? That was amusing. I'll yeah. give you that. <laughs> But the first sign that you, you know that this movie has moved beyond what the tone and the spirit of Nightmare on Elm Street is, is that it comes up with this map of the country, right? The US map comes up on the screen. Yeah, and it's and it's like, it's got, it's got, it's, it's almost like a, a scene from Escape from New York where you hear the do 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 as it's like explaining like exp exposition. And it's like, um, there are no teenagers or children left in, in Springwood. They've all been murdered by Freddy Krueger. And the, the adults that have been left behind have snapped and had psychotic breaks. Uh, but Freddy is looking to leave or something like that, right? And it just, it's it's the opening from like a, a science fiction movie from the early 80s. And I'm like, what is this? Who thought this was in the spirit of Nightmare on Elm Street? I don't know. Like, none of it just feels like any of the movies. It's really weird. Yeah. Um, 
So I, I couldn't not mention this this map and the, the computer sound effects. It was just <laughs> like, who, and who's telling us this? Where, where is this information coming from? At least with Escape That's from New York. That's bizarre. Escape from yeah. New York in movies like that, you get the sense that even if it's not literal, it's like this is the sort of thing message that they're sending each other in their like you know right. future systems and stuff and whatnot. But this is just yeah. like who who you know what's the context of this? Yeah, it makes no sense. It's so weird. <laughs> uh, baffling. Uh, so this leads to being introduced to our characters of the movie. Uh, John does picked up and taken to this uh, this halfway home for troubled teens and whatnot. And we meet, you know, uh, Tracy, who's the kickboxer one. Uh, we meet Carlos, who for some reason the first time we meet these two characters, um, she's like punched, you know, kicking a, a, a you know. A, a boxing bag, a punching yeah. bag, punching bag. That's the yeah. that's the phrase I was looking for. Um, you know, she's she's punching and kicking that, and Carlos comes up and says something like, "Oh, you're sexy when you sweat," and yeah. she has this really badly dubbed line where she's clearly not saying that, and and the, the the filming. She but she looks over at him and says, twice in fact, she goes, "You're not getting any. You're no. You're not getting any." Like, you know, she kind of says it twice. It's a really weird way to say it. But the reason why I'm, I'm pointing this out is not because of the weird dubbing thing here, even though that was a, an odd little quibble. It's that it, it feels like it's setting up in their first scene together that he's got a thing for her, and that's going to be a through line in the movie. Not once for the rest of the film does he say anything or do anything or imply that he's any way attracted to her, and there's not a single hint of romance for the rest of the film. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh these kids are just really like boring like that i don't think there's anything interesting about them like this and, and again when we had such like you know um likable characters in, in the you know past couple of movies where it felt like oh cool like I, I get you know their personalities these are just very like surface level like all right she's the girl that's always angry and like looking for a fight and then he's got a hearing aid <laughs> yeah, that, like that's the extent of his character. Yeah, and, uh, and then Reckon Myers, spend... the stoner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's like kind that. of it. That's it. Um, and so John does here, and for some reason, I always like there's a line of dialogue in the scene where he's talking to Maggie for the first time, who's who turns out to be Freddy Krueger's daughter, and she's like running this place, um, or she doesn't run the place, but she works there. And she, I always remember a line of dialogue. I didn't know it was from this movie, but there's a moment where he's saying, "Oh, do you have anything to drink or whatever, or some energy, or oh, yeah. uh, or a, or some coke?" And she gives him this look, and he's like, "I meant the drink." And yeah. for some reason, I always remember that exchange, and I don't know why. <laughs> it's, it's it's like so stupid, and like I I do think it, it seems like it's trying to be really forced, like a joke, but like. At the same time, it's stupid because it's like no one would think that you are talking about the drug. Like they would. No one. No. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and even if this, I mean, we know he's not actually a junkie. They're just assuming he is because he was found in the street. But yeah. e even like, like why? Why would he expect to just be able to ask for that and get it? Like, yeah. You know, like <laughs> nothing about it makes sense for him to, to for it to that. For that's what you're saying. None of it. Um. So the other kids want to plan a breakout, so they're going to hide in the van. Mm -hmm. And it just so happens that they've got like a a, a a dream psychologist, if that's the correct term, uh, which is a uh, uh, Colt's character from Alien, and he's like trying to talk about her recurring dreams and blah, blah blah. And she finds out she's having the same recurring dream as John Doe, you know, the the one of the little girl in the backyard, and clearly Robert England is Freddy 
uh, pre-burning and whatnot. And yeah. she's like, okay, you keep dreaming of this place, Springwood. Let's go to Springwood and see what it's like, and this will trigger your memories. Because he's got amnesia. He doesn't know who he is. He doesn't know where he's from. He's scared to go back, but they go back. And the other kids have snuck away in the van as well, so they end up with them. And she's pissed about it. They encounter like a fair of the adults, uh, and this is where we get yeah. Roseanne and Tom Arnold. And yeah, you know, some odd, you know, they say, "Oh, this is just like Twin Peaks," and then, yeah. and then they they walk out of the scene. Like the, I don't think it's necessarily like a bad idea. Like I do think it is interesting to see like a whole town that's gone crazy, and then you know, like have like these adults are just like so freaked out and scared that their kids are going to get burned that like, you know, no one is having kids anymore and stuff. Like, I, I think that is, there's a good idea in it, but then it's just not executed with any level of like, you know, any kind of interesting atmosphere about it or anything. Like it's like, that could be like a, a weird, cool, creepy thing. But... It, play, it plays more as just a, a, a little joke. And the fact that you've got these yeah. two comedians at the time, being the main yeah. characters we meet it just it gives it this weird feeling that it's, it's not it's not building any like because if you came in a town it was depressing and you know all the people who did want kids left so they could go and have yeah. kids somewhere else but there was just these loners that were left by who didn't care anymore and were just all miserable um like you could do something with that but mm. it just it yeah it, it doesn't it doesn't jive so maggie and john doe go to the school to investigate <laughs> and try and find out things and yeah. Um, you know they see books all the missing kids as a teacher who's like scribbling on the, the 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 chalkboard and being kind of weird. Um, and he John Doe just kind of puts it together that he's got a daughter or he's got a kid, not a daughter, but he's he's got a child. Um, because we didn't just do a dream dream child in the last movie, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> here's here's the thing, here's the thing I love about this though. Um, it's not actually in this scene, but I'm just going to mention it because it, it's in a classroom and it's just it made me think of it. Is we might have actually finally, finally topped the uh, and he's an orphan and he's an orphan from Halloween Four because we <laughs> see a flashback at one point where um, uh, Freddy as a young child is in school and the kids are chanting, at him, "Son of a hundred maniacs, son yeah. of a hundred maniacs." <laughs> All the kids knew this. They all knew his mother had been raped by a hundred maniacs. Like, when did that I, information get out to the school kids? I I guess so. That is, yeah, that is uh, insane. Uh, oh yeah, I, I did not like the any of the Freddy flashbacks. Oh no, I hated them all. I the, the yeah. one where I mean, I guess we're skipping ahead to this though. We can put them anywhere really. Is uh, Alice Cooper is his father coming down when he's he's this bright redheaded teenager. And he's got his belt off and he's like, are you ready for your medicine? And <laughs> Alice Cooper, bless him, is not much of an actor. So, he, you know, yeah. it, it's very clunky. Um, but the worst part of it all, though, the, the worst part of the flashbacks is that it does this retcon and it tries to explain why he still exists and does these dream stuff. Like, it tries to explain why he has the powers that he does. Something that no one ever really cared about asking yeah. back in the original movie. It was because it was just the idea that he was such an awful spirit that it was so strong that he stuck around and it became this thing. Yeah. Um, that was all we ever needed. But knowing this, uh, the, the dream psychiatrist is like, he's got like a paint on his wall of these like uh, <laughs> snake head things. And it's like, oh, these are dream demons and blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. And then we see the scene they where... They look like sperm they, to they, me, but... They actually did, yeah. Well, well, when you see them floating around properly, they do, yeah. yeah. But 
you know, we get the scene of like the the parents like throwing in the the Molotovs and stuff to burn them, and he's standing there and he's red and green. And just in case, it, if you know, if he had no idea, yes, uh, you know, this last section of the movie was in three D. Oh yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that when we <laughs> go through the main yeah, plot. When they're throwing like you know the you know, the bottle that's on fire and stuff. It's just like coming at you and just like the most like, you the, know, oh yeah, 3D. <laughs> the last chunk that's in 3D is, is there in 3D on the Blu-ray is a separate like extra uh, if you want to watch yeah. it that way. Um, and I do have some red and blue glasses from, uh, funnily enough, my Friday the 13th box set came with a couple for the third movie. Um, so, but no, we, we get these spirits who basically say, hey, accept us into your body and you will, you know, be able to, do what you want forever or something like that you know like i can't remember what the line was but they, they, it, they talk to him and he accepts it yeah it's like if this is supposed to be such like a big important like revelation kind of thing i feel like you need to spend more time uh explaining it and talking about what it means but it does it so quickly it's not it's just like do, do you know it feels like it feels like a throwaway plot in an episode of like of like uh I don't know, the X-Files or something, or like a yeah. Charmed or but, something. Yeah, it, it's like as fast as them just being like, hey, you want to keep doing what you're doing? Yes, I want to. Okay, like, and that's it. It's like, and they're inside Jesus, them. really? Yeah, they go inside okay. them, and it explains why he's still around. And <laughs> yeah, if I just to elaborate on my comparison there, Joe, you know it is? It's the opening scene of a TV show. You know how like, you have a freak of the week? You have the opening oh, yeah. scene before the credits. You have the quick setup of who the villain is. That's what this yeah. scene is. It's the quick setup to explain who the villain is for the rest of the episode. And yeah. you'll notice I did not compare it to another supernatural show that I could have because I will not <laughs> sully the hit television show with this movie. Thank you very much. Another like weird thing too, like when you think about it, is like there's so many abusive dads in this movie. Like everyone has like an abusive dad. Oh yeah, all the all the uh, runaway kids. Yeah, um, you know, because so uh, like, well, it's like so like Freddy himself, and obviously then yes. Also Freddy to his kid, and then also like yeah, Spencer's dad. You know, is you know, clobbers him in the video game, and then uh, you know, uh, Tracy's dad, and then uh, uh, I forget if there's another one, but like it, it's just like. You know, it, it's so much in this. It's crazy. Yeah, they all have scenes in one of their dreams where they encounter their father in some way. And yeah. in, in, in Tracy's case, that's the kickboxing girl. She uh, has clearly been abused by her father uh, yeah. sexually. And, like, she fights him back. And, uh, by the way, for the record, this is not a movie that should be handling such uh, no, topics it's... as sexual assault and abuse. Yeah it, yeah, it is, like, way too serious of an issue to bring up in this, like, very bad movie. Yeah, and it's a very silly movie um yeah. so basically once they're separated in town um the you know they go to the school they kind of learn this the other kids just pick a house and i think it's meant to be the nancy house from the first movie i like, think so yeah um it doesn't look anything like it though inside uh but i think that's no. just a mistake <laughs> i don't think that's because it's not that house um so i think i think the stoner does fall asleep first or is it, is it no maybe the deaf kid does first uh yeah uh so uh yeah so i like that you know this one like the dream sequences start and i i will actually give credit i do like uh carlos's um like whole dream thing i I think well i like it in theory i have some logical problems okay (laughs) Um, because the whole idea is is that he first first takes away his hearing aid and Freddy's like sneaking up behind them and he can't hear and we don't hear anything either just the, the sound just goes uh you know numb 
as it were. And I actually, I thought, okay, this is a fun idea. The idea that he's sneaking around and we can see him, but he can't, he can't hear him. So that, that's actually kind of a, a nice little idea. Um, and then and, he does the opposite thing where he gives him super hearing so that everything's super loud. Also, I like this idea. And he starts dropping things that are loud or clanking things to make him feel pain from the sound. Yeah. And he drops a single uh, nail and it's going to hit the metal grate and then the, the boiler room or whatever it is. Okay, fine. My problem here is that because he's scared of the noise, Carlos leaps to catch the nail before it hits the floor. Here's my problem. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're telling me the sound of his entire body hitting the floor is is not <laughs> louder than a single nail? Yeah. <laughs> or him himself screaming at Freddy to stop and please don't is not louder than... No, don't get me wrong. The the, fight, the moment after this where Freddy drops an entire handful of nails and they just all like, yeah. clank at you know, different... Because it's kind of like... Um, that like super sensitive hearing effect they do in movies where they'll t- everything's turned up and it's like thump, yeah. thump, thump and all that. Um, fun idea. I think there's some weird execution in there, but I get why you, you like it. <laughs> no, that, I mean, that's totally fair. Yeah, there's some logic issues with it. I, I guess if you really wanted to, you could probably just, I don't know, maybe chalk some of, the, some of it up to just being weird dream logic-y stuff, I guess. But like, yeah, that. But I, I mean, overall, though, yeah, I like the idea. And then, um, it it does annoy me though. Like, I, I do think one of the best parts is when, yeah, he yeah loses his hearing aid, and, and then everything goes quiet. And then, uh, it sucks though because that could have been a genuinely creepy scene where, you know, he's walking around and you see Freddy in the background. But of course, since this is, you know, fun time, Freddy. Uh, you know, he's not like creepily sneaking he's like behind them like jumping up and down like you know waving going like oh yeah. hey hello well, like, like sh- and things like that yeah and, yeah yeah which again like this is like bugs bunny shit like <laughs> you know it's uh i don't know it, it, and then maybe if like uh, i don't know uh, I, I, I guess you could kind of just laugh at it but i don't know it's it's a little more annoying to me <laughs> than it is like funny yeah in fact isn't this the no, it's not him. It's the other kid. But um, so, yeah, th- th- that's a best, basically him done for. And then, yeah, it's, and then it's... eventually, like his head just explodes from all of it. Which, all of a sudden, yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and then Spencer the Stoner um, is watching like TV, and we get this weird Johnny Depp cameo uh, where he's yeah. tracking eggs. And then Freddy pulls him into the TV in his dream. Um, although they can't find him later, so he is actually physically gone, which is weird. And like, yeah, that was never a thing before. But all of a sudden, people are vanishing. <laughs> yeah, like he could like manipulate people because, like, in the first movie, you know, he you know drags the person up across the wall. So like, you know, I, you know, you can make some. Uh, oh, that like yeah. Now you've mentioned that. That's the other thing that pissed me off in this movie is how inconsistent like their movement in the dreams would also happen in real life. There's points yeah. in this movie where you have uh, John Doe walking upstairs in his dream and you see him walking up in thin air, like, in the house, yeah. and it's, like, meant to be this wall. But then there's other times where they're just lying there still the entire time, no matter what they're doing in yeah. the dream. It's, it's completely inconsistent. Yeah, it's, like, this. there's just, like, a lot of <laughs> issues with it. But, yeah, I mean, I think we always kind of figured, like, yeah, maybe he can, like, kind of move around and manip- manipulate bodies and stuff, like, a little bit, but not to this degree. And then especially when people just start straight up disappearing it's like okay what is this now <laughs> yeah i mean hell yeah because eventually at one point in the dream he straps a parachute to uh, john doe and he oh, does yeah, yeah. he he legit starts like f- 
floating in the air like that high up and i'm like <laughs> and sure he did drag people around in the first movies and stuff you know you remember tina in the first one grew up at the ceiling and stuff yeah, but yeah. it felt very low-key compared to the shit that's happening in this right. one where they're flying all over the place yeah uh, very weird exactly. very weird <laughs> Um, and it always, it also only seemed to happen in the original movies when he was physically grabbing them, or you know, the, whereas in this, like John does walking it's, on his own upstairs, and it's making yeah. him float in the air, like uh, yeah. bizarre, bizarre, bizarre. Um, so yeah, so this is a video game one where he's in a, like a, a side-scrolling video game, and and Freddy's playing playing the game, and uh, you know, it's meant to be funny, and it's just kind of goofy. Um, the others realize he's in trouble. Uh, that be that being Tracy. It's just when uh, John Doe and that get back from the from the from the school and whatnot, and he insists to be knocked out so he can go into the dream and get him. Which so keep in mind, this was a big deal in the third movie and the fourth movie that this was a power that some some people had that they could yeah. go into the, the other person's dream and help. For some reason, he can just do this. Yeah. <laughs> there's no explanation. There's no nothing. Yeah. He can just do it. So he goes in. And um, so so does uh, uh, Tracy. But what's weird is though is he insists she knock him out to to put him to sleep and punches her just so she'll hit him. And then she appears in the dream like seconds later and goes, "See, I told you there's other ways. You just have to, you know, have your inner peace and like calm your mind yeah. and go to sleep, man." <laughs> I... Yeah, it was stupid. <laughs> yeah, which leads to. One of the most memorable moments of the movie is when they smash his game controller so he can't control uh, Spencer anymore, and he then says, "You forgot about the power glove," and his yeah. his Freddy glove has turned into a power glove kind of like hybrid where he's got controls on it. Um, like, how much did Nintendo pay for this? Do you think? <laughs> Did they pay for it? I don't know. Good question. I have no idea. Because at one point when he's playing the game, he's even like, now you're playing with power. And I'm like, oh, stop it. Stop with the references. Yeah. I I wonder, though, like how many, you know, like people watching this nowadays, like how many people even like get these references? (laughs) Yeah, I feel like probably a decent percentage just now, just because the people who are probably watching Freddy's Dead are probably people who are old enough and grew right, up with yeah. it or whatever but yeah if, you know young horror fans who are like seeking out all these old movies especially yeah. if they're not like gamers or anything like that and don't know gaming history you know like they're not going to get this playing with power line or the yeah, power like, glove like, yeah like even like someone like you know in, in their 20s or something that might be watching this for the first time like you know they yeah you know that kind of stuff would have been like 10 years old by then that uh you know they probably had like no idea <laughs> what it is yeah, I mean, they'll probably recognize it. They'll still say scrolling games, and they've probably seen old games. Oh, but, sure, sure, yeah. But talk, talking about advertising slogans like that, and, you know, Sega yeah. does what Nintendo and, and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, I feel like... I mean, not that I was around for that either. I sort of learned that over time because I just... Yeah, I'm into games, and I, I learned it sure. over time. But yeah. um, I'm, I'm sure there's probably references in this that I don't get. Yeah. And then... Uh, and one thing I wasn't really sure about so when he's playing is he controlling spencer or is he controlling the other characters that are attacking spencer he's controlling spencer because he's making him jump around because there's that goofy scene where he's like jumping up and it's like a really bad visual effect of him like bouncing yeah and it's that that's like, freddie making him jump but then i feel like there were like you know some points where it seemed like he was doing his own thing i don't know it seemed kind of weird are you saying it was inconsistent and in its logic and rules? <laughs> Are you saying that Freddy's Wait. dead does not know how to be coherent? Is that what you're saying to me, Timothy? Uh, 
maybe just in this one instance <laughs> just, just that one uh so obviously they don't save him it's yeah. i don't even remember how he died how did spencer die uh, and i watched this last something? night <laughs> just for the record i watched this last night and i don't remember who died it, does he does he like fall into something or i don't know so i remember he's getting like beat up by like the his dad with a tennis racket in it's, the game uh, yeah yeah and then uh <clears throat> i don't know i, I want to say like he like uh, jumps and falls and something, it's but I, don't know, I could be wrong. Mystery. I just watched this yesterday too. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so just to start speed up to the next little bit because there's another dream. Uh, we get the reveal that it's actually his daughter, uh, and that's when John Doe dies above the van in the parachute. So it's just Maggie and Tracy that have survived. They go to uh, you know the, the doctor. They go to Koto uh, or mm-hmm. Koto, maybe say Prince's last name mm-hmm. uh, if I'm getting that wrong, and. He goes into a dream himself, and he discovers what we already know from the first movie, is that if you grab him, you know, he brings a p- back a piece of his sweater, so we know that if you can bring him out of the real world, then maybe we can fight him. And isn't it so long? And there's a scene where, like, she, you know, Maggie, like, suspects it's her, so she goes back to, um, like, her mum and finds out she was adopted and sort of confirms it, and it's all this thing. And, you know, basically, Freddy's whole plot with her was that he could essentially, like go into her body so that he could like because for has it ever been mentioned ever in the history of this franchise that he can't like attack anyone outside of springwood i uh, i don't believe so <laughs> but he gets to leave now that's what he wanted her for yeah. he can leave in her blood uh, or he can leave in her because she has his blood blah blah, blah. and yeah. we get the, the final thing is that you know he puts her you know, under, uh, the doctor does, uh, to go to sleep, and gives her 3D glasses. And the justification for this is that in the dream, these can be anything. Well, why does she need to <laughs> hold them then? She can just do it in her dream. Like, what, what, are, you, yeah, what are you doing? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so it's just about her finding Freddy, uh, which doesn't yeah. take very long. There's a couple of really awkward slow motion things come at the camera for 3D's sake. That's yeah. all whatever. But here's the thing. It's so goofy. See, when she gets to him, she puts her arms around him, and it takes, like, a minute for them to wake her up. So she's literally just, like, holding him, and he's, like, struggling for, like, a whole minute. It just, like, what? He's this slasher killer. He doesn't have enough strength to break out of this grip. Like, what? (laughs) What? No, it's, uh, yeah, it's very stupid. I don't know what else to say about it. Luckily, they confiscate so many weapons from the troubled youths at this place that there's literally a weapons locker with a variety of blades and knives and a pipe bomb and randomly a crossbow pops up at one point out of nowhere. (laughs) So here's the thing. So they bring him into the real world. He's not there in the room with them, but they find him in the basement. So here's the probably the biggest thing that pisses me off about the the, the goal to see this is the, the end of the journey this is the end of the nightmare on elm street <laughs> saga is that the final fight with freddy where he's taken down takes place in the entirety of one room while he stands still and just waits for her to throw things at him she throws yeah. swords at him and <laughs> knives and eventually a pipe bomb which makes him blow up uh, and she crossbows <laughs> him like he gets pinned to the wall with all these blades and he just stands yeah. there and waits for it there is no direction there's no like sense of like tension or sense of like a, a, an actual fight taking place it's just him standing yeah. there and taking all this punishment until they eventually blow him up and kill him that's the yeah. whole scene it's nothing. And it's just these flat shots of her standing there with her weapons. It looks like a cheap TV show. It's garbage. There's no climate. <laughs> like, 
3 had the perfect ending. As much as I think 4 is a really fun movie, 3's ending was the way to end the franchise. It was perfect. They found these bones. Oh, sure. They, they, you know, they had all the, all the kids team up to take him on. This is just yeah. one character we don't care about throwing blades at him in <laughs> one location in a basement. And that is the whole thing. Yeah, it, it's super boring. It's not like a a good battle. Um, I, I, I forget. Does she... At one point, his glove comes off. Does she put it on? Yeah, she puts it on yeah. and stabs him, okay. yeah. Because he's all like, yeah. oh, it's in your blood. Put it on. Yeah. <laughs> and again, it's like, it's like a weird thing where like he, it seems like, you know, he wants to have like this, like a child protege or something. It just feels like a weird like thing that was never brought up in any of the other movies. Like there's so much like mythology. It feels like that they're just introducing now uh, for just really like clumsily and yeah, stupidly just, just for the sake of being able to end it and say oh there's a quick fix yeah. for all these things it's, it's really lazy writing it's just retconning all these things in um and the, i also love that like they're in i, I don't know it, it, like it feels like it's like a steel cage or something and <laughs> i like that uh when uh well kodo the, just the, there's fencing there's fencing in a door I, I don't know if i'd call it a cage but yeah but like the but like the it's like a like the door though it's like a it's you know it's like a barred thing. oh sure like, i, I think know. it's i think it's because um that's like where the, all the weapons and stuff are kept yeah. it's like it's like, a, it's like an area they can lock and people can't break but into that, but that should be pretty strong right yeah well i, I like, think like i think strong he's, enough they're, they're, that... he's going at it with like an axe or something for like a long time before yeah. he eventually does just rip it off with his bare hands <laughs> which is which is what like that's what i'm getting at it's just like it's kind of crazy that and, and again like he, he hasn't uh you know kodo hasn't had much to do in the movie up until now and then it's kind of funny that he's just able to like rip off <laughs> this like door like I don't know. It's and, then, funny. and then he, uh, when Freddy like technically dies, we see the three like sperm spirits like leave his body, <laughs> and they're like, "Well, I guess we're going elsewhere now." And I'm like, "I, I like everything. I hate this movie. This movie. This like <laughs> I'm like, and it's not just. I mean, you can't just have him like blow up. Of course, he has to get one last little joke in. So he like literally turns to the camera and just says kids <laughs> and like <laughs> it blows up <laughs> yeah and the final moment of the movie is like there's not much after this they literally go out into the hall and, and maggie just turns to the others and goes freddy's dead get yeah. the credits <laughs> and so that, that's just super cheesy for a start and i i am so glad this was not robert england's last time playing the character because this is such oh, yeah. an awful thing to go out on um obviously you have west craven's new nightmare um, but oh, that's a weird meta thing, though, and obviously it's it's there's it obviously it's fun and there's good things about that. But I think actually Freddy vs Jason, while it may not be perfect, and obviously we're going to get to that and talk about it in depth, I think at the very least it feels like more of a proper send off for what I'll say is a solid mid tier Freddy Krueger. And when I say that, what I mean is you know Freddy Krueger and Freddy vs Jason feels yeah it feels like three, four, five Freddy. It doesn't necessarily feel like yeah. one super intimidating Freddy, but um. You know, it went back to having like dark scenes of him in boiler rooms, and it went back to having him stalk people and care about yeah. killing people, and not just cracking jokes. Like b- before, when he cracked jokes, he cracked jokes at the expense of the person he was about to kill. Whereas now he's just cracking pop culture references and just doing silly shit. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like I'm again, I don't, I don't mind the jokes, like, but as long as they are you know, in a way that's meant to be menacing and to like, you know, mess with the kids and stuff where, 
yeah, now it's just like he it's like he's like working an audience, you know, like he's trying to make you laugh. He's not like worried about killing people. And then also I got to say, you know, while we're you know talking about um, Freddie and stuff like he, I thought he looked awful. Yeah, looked worse. Like, yeah. The makeup and, was not good. And I'll, I'll be honest, yeah, it feels cheaper. And I'll be honest as well, I do think, and I don't know if it's because the movie's bad and he knew it, but I feel like Robert England's performance in this also feels a little bit phoned in. It yeah. doesn't It doesn't feel like it has the same energy that the earlier movies did. It feels very kind of tired. And I, I think it's I think it's clear that for New Nightmare, it was this fresh new take and it was back with Craven, so he was motivated again. Mm-hmm. And then I think Freddy vs. Jason... A, it was more of a proper send-off, and it was so long since he'd played the character when that movie events. Because, you know, it'd been a good 10 years when they got to Freddy vs. Yeah. Jason after New Nightmare. Yeah. I think he was happy to come back and do it one more time kind of thing, you know? Um, yeah. So, and I wouldn't rule out him doing it one more time again if they want to do the Halloween thing and, like, bring the real Freddy Krueger back for one movie. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise I, me. Yeah, I mean, I think with, like, you know, Halloween... Uh, you know, being so popular and, you know, horror making this resurgence, I do feel like we're going to get one more with him. Um, and I think his age, because he's still, last I seen him anyway in an interview or whatever, he looks still kind of healthy enough. And because yeah. because he's all in makeup, he doesn't really matter as much that he's, you know, obviously 30 years older than when he started yeah. doing <laughs> it, you know. Um, so not a huge deal. I, yeah. The movie sucks. I, get... We hadn't really mentioned the scene where he kills his wife. I just wanted to point out that that, oh, that sure. happened yeah. uh, before we... Yeah. What were we say, Tim? Oh, I mean, the best part of the movie probably is the credits. <laughs> is the showing all the like best kills from like the whole series and oh, stuff. So Even that feels really cheap to me because it's just this really awkward split screen. It looks like a TV show. Do you know, do you know when a TV show oh, just sure, yeah. squishes it to the side <laughs> so they can show like, an extra yeah. scene? That's what it felt like. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. the head television show Buffy the Vampire Slayer did that once at its entire run, uh, I believe. Okay. It was uh, season one. It was the puppet show. They showed their performance at the talent show uh, during the end titles. Uh, the only time it ever happened, I believe. Okay. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. Um, but hey, uh, I, I mean, I guess when you read it, Tim, but I mean. Yeah. <sighs> um it's tough. I mean, there's so much stuff that I don't like about it, but at the same time, like, you know, with like a nightmare movie, like at least you are like, you know, still getting, even if like not all the kills work, at least it is still more interesting than just like, you know, him stabbing people 20 times. Uh, so I don't know. I feel like I want to get like a little credit. And then, and again, I, I do really like, you know carlos's death uh enough to you know bump that up a bit but man just what a <laughs> just what like a bad send-off like all around but i'll still give it a let's say maybe a a three i guess <laughs> <laughs> i mean still super low but like uh again like I, I still i love the series so much that like i can't you know uh like be too harsh on it i guess but yeah. okay okay <laughs> um, i i am going to go with a two i think it's uh pretty damn garbage and is easily the and i say this having not seen the remake yet so maybe i'll change my mind when i see that oh boy. but um yeah. I, for me it's easily the worst in the franchise uh well, actually one final little tidbit i just want to mention just for people who watch dark um when they're looking through the wanted <laughs> the wanted posters well not wanted um the missing posters, I the mean missing. to say. Yeah. 
Uh, one of the kids they show in this in the missing posters looks exactly like the kid from season one of Dark who goes missing. <laughs> and it just really weirded me out. I thought, oh, that's really weird. Uh, I shared it on Twitter for anyone who was uh, paying attention. And this was months ago now, uh, by the time you see this, but still. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, that is, that is Freddy's Dead. That is uh, the sixth Nightmare on Elm Street movie, which means that we only have New Nightmare, Freddy v. Jason, and the remake to go, where we're actually nearing the, the end of the race and you know we're going to get through it we're going to get through it and you know we're, we're making a point here of uh, trying to do at least one of all the sequels of the franchises we've, we've been working on during octoberthon which is exciting for one of them actually because one of them will be finishing in this octoberthon Ooh. which is yes. really cool um but we're trying to at least get a nice batch of them done for the month uh, amongst all the other like the standalone movies we're doing uh, and we're still picking those like we, we haven't picked all those in advance we're, we're mm-hmm. sort of just kind of you know getting all the sequels and things we know we need to do first and then we're going to have fun just picking some random movies and taking some things off the box but uh ticking boxes i might say anyway so that is uh that is uh freddy's dead the final nightmare obviously let us know what you think of the movie in the comments below like and subscribe you can support us of course on the audio podcast version by giving us a five star rating and review uh, on apple podcasts or wherever you get your audio podcast from uh, you can support us even more than that though financially if you go to patreon.com slash tv we can support us for as little as one dollar per month and you get bonuses, including bonus episodes once per month of Streams After Midnight that are exclusive to Patreon. And in fact, on the Octoberthon, you're not even just getting one, you're getting four this month. So uh, $1 per month gets you access to that, as well as exclusive stuff, other content we do uh, on the channel and other podcasts we have. So go have a look um, and uh, check it out. Uh, otherwise, though, uh, get us on Twitters at Streams Midnight and follow some of the shenanigans that me and tim uh share with each other on there <laughs> and yeah check out other content we have obviously we've got tons of horror movie episodes this month because it is the october thon but check out the ace the atomic cinema experiment or sci-fi movie podcast that i do with tara check out our tv reviews that i do with connor uh check out all the other stuff we do uh there's a nice list of all the content on patreon so go have a look see anyway that has been us that has been freddy's dead the final nightmare Thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV. Don't keep watching TV. This is not a TV review. <laughs> keep watching horror movies. But since I made that mistake, I will end with the following line. Welcome to prime time, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>